Howdy, folks. Ah, there you are. And just in time. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. Today, I want to share with you some of our ideas for Disney World. Yo-ho, yo-ho, a parent's life for me. A parent's life for me. A parent's life for me. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast with your hosts, Dewey, Ron, and Tony. Here, we love to talk about the Walt Disney World Resort, the way we remember it, how it's changed, and why we still enjoy visiting the most magical place on Earth. We're not experts, but we want to share our unique experiences and memories with you. You may learn some facts you never knew before, and you may return to some of your own memories of the Walt Disney World Resort. And we'd love to share these memories together. So come with us on a podcast journey as we reflect on the WDW Reflections Podcast. Please stand clear of the doors. Reflections. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the WDW Reflections Podcast, your unofficial guide through Disney World memories and their connections to the parks we know and love today. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Dewey, and this is episode number eight, titled Review of the TPM Video's Top 10 Worst Rides in Walt Disney World. Do you agree or disagree? With me today are my podcast travel buddies, Ron and Tony. How's it going, Ron? It's going great. I'm looking forward to hearing this list. Um, We've not heard it, so we get to make on-the-spot decisions, so I'm looking forward to this episode. That's right. And if Ron is famous for one thing, it's making up things quickly on the fly. He's, he's really quick like that. So this should be highly entertaining today. And also got my buddy, Tony G today. What's going on, Tony? Hey, what's going on, Dewey and, and Ron? Just uh, saying good morning on this uh, Walt Disney World 50th celebration weekend. Yes, sir. Big week for our favorite favorite home away from home, I guess you could say, Walt Disney World celebrating their anniversary this week, 50 big ones. So uh, Disney World is older than me. I'm 47. You guys are uh, pretty close to the same age as Disney World, right? You don't have to reveal your birthdays if you don't want to. I, you know, I just, uh, I think we're all pretty close to about the same age as Disney World. So uh, it's catching up to me. I think Disney World is a little worse or better for the wear than than some of us are. It looks younger than we do, I think. So, all right, guys. So today we're going to try something a little bit different for our primary segment of this week's show. As you guys know, obviously, we're doing a podcast about Walt Disney World every week. So we're obviously big Disney World fans. We spend a lot of time watching the content that many of you create about our favorite magical theme parks. We don't see the other YouTube channels or Disney podcasts as competition, though. We love all the content. With that in mind, I recently came across a great video on one of my favorite YouTube channels, TPM Vids, and we wanted to talk about that episode today. In the video, TPM Vids compiled a list of the top 10 worst rides in Walt Disney World based on feedback from their viewers, and we thought it'd be fun to use their list and see if we agree or disagree with what's on that list. If you've seen the video, it'll be fun for y'all to play along with this. If you haven't seen it yet, we highly recommend the video to, and specifically to this video, 
but more in general, just all the TPM videos and they are just great. They have great content, lots of entertaining stuff. So you should definitely check out the video and you should definitely check out their channel. Tons of great stuff. So now with that intro out of the way, Tony and Ron, are you guys ready to jump into this list? I'm ready. I'm looking forward to this episode. Let's go. And, and even though I, 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 it's been a while since I've been at the parks and there's a fire going on again. Hold on a minute. I live across from a fire department. That's why you guys always hear that. Uh, I think they're, they're, those sirens are celebrating. It's like time to kick off the list. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely am ready to, uh, to do this. And I just wanted to qualify this. If I don't remember a ride, because as I've said, it's been a while since I've been to the parks. But if I don't remember a ride, I'm going to base it on something that I know about the ride, have read about the ride, or I've seen about the ride. Because I, I like to walk. <laughs> <laughs> i'm basing it on something that i've seen about the ride know about the ride and uh have watched about the ride so I, i'm looking forward to this as i'm looking at the list because i you know i i prepared this list for for you guys you haven't seen it yet so but i'm looking at it and i think you've probably you've probably experienced all of these there's nothing on it that is brand new or anything like that it's not like rise of the resistance or something you know something brand new that we haven't experienced even though i know ron's been on that uh, tony you've been on it too yeah. i'm the lone ranger there i haven't been on it yet so but Which i don't think I, yeah i know i've been on smugglers run uh but when i went again benefit of being the son-in-law of a cast member i went to the cast member preview of galaxy's edge in August of 2019, before nice. it opened to the public. So I got a, a four hour go in with my cast member father-in-law preview. And cool. uh, Smuggler's Run was open and, you know, Olga's Cantina was open and everything, but Rise of the Resistance had, didn't open until December of that year. So I didn't, haven't experienced that yet. So, but that's all right, we'll get there eventually. So the list, like I said, I think you guys are going to be familiar with everything on it. I don't think there's anything on there that's that's super new. So let's start with number 10. So what I what I did is when I made my my notes from TPM Vids list, I just wrote down the name of the attraction and then I wrote down some of the comments, some of the reasons why they felt that attraction was deserving of being on the top 10 worst rides in Walt Disney World list. So you guys jump in and let me know if you agree, you disagree. Would this would this attraction be on your top 10 worst attractions list? Or is it one of your favorites and you think people are crazy? So you guys just let me know. All right. So here we go. The number 10 worst ride in Walt Disney World, according to the viewers of the TPM Vids YouTube channel, is Primeval World. So Primeval World in Animal Kingdom. Now we know it's it's gone. It doesn't exist yeah, anymore. We, I just read that. They've actually uh, the the ride vehicles left about a year ago, but the the track and everything has still been there, sitting vacant. It's actually they just started removing pieces of the track last week. So uh, it's gone. But even though even though it's gone, it, it's still been here, especially when they compiled this video list. But and as a matter of fact, I think in the video, the, the host of the show actually says it's been closed for a little while, but it's still physically there. So they're going to leave it on the list. So Primeval World and Disney's Animal Kingdom, they say too much spinning 
and that the track has become too rough with age. So over in Disney's Animal Kingdom, Dino-Rama land, what do you guys think? Is Primeval World deserving of the number 10 spot? Would it be on your worst ride top 10 list? We'll go with you first, Ron. No. I can't believe it's on there. I love that ride. I, I really love it. It was one, as a matter of fact, it's the only ride that was worth Dino Land in the first place to go to. I, man, I can't believe that's on there. This may be a bad list. For me. <laughs> it might be a bad list. For, for, did you say Dino Land? Like Dino from the Flintstones? <laughs> Dino Land, whatever you want. I call it Dino Land. Yes. All right. From For the rest of this episode, I'm going to refer to you as Bam Bam. all right so so ron says no absolutely not this the primeval world should not be in the top 10 worst rides in disney world what about you tony are you familiar with primeval world i am familiar with it i i did you know honestly i never liked the way that area looked i thought it looked kind of cheap and amusement parky it was too because we've got this beautiful classic Disney work on the rest of Animal Kingdom, and then you've got this amusement park just shoved in on the side of Dino Land. I never really of of um I'm sorry of the dinosaur ride. I never really liked the way that looked, so I'm okay with that being on the list. I I, I always felt that that was just didn't belong there. But is that the, like the it was more of a kiddie area, I think, right? Is at least that's well, what now, I associated it with. Now listen, you guys know that you're right. It is you know kind of cheesy and like a roadside uh what, what what would it be called a roadside attraction yeah that's actually the theme the idea was that it was modeled after some of the cheesy roadside attractions you see along route 66 but why in and the middle of animal kingdom just just that was just the theme it was almost like if you're traveling on route 66 and you see the the world's largest ball of yarn or whatever you know those kinds of things uh, that that's the idea that, that makes no sense with the theme to me. I, I I'm only reporting what I know. I, I'm I'm not <laughs> def, not uh, defending the Imagineers or 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 vice versa. I'm just telling you, you know that what, that's the story. Dollywood has a very similar um, kitty area. What I I kind of agree with you, Tony. It felt very kitty ridish to me, and Dollywood has the same similar area that's themed exactly the same and and i was not a fan either but i love the i can't say the name of that roller coaster say that again the one that's on the list dewey primeval world yes i can't say it but i actually enjoyed that uh ride a lot with it's one of the rides that we rode with our daughters and they love that it's done and was a roller coaster at the same time the spinning was always fun. In fact, it kind of reminded me of one that was in Disney's California Adventure that you, I think it was the Grizzly Park thing, which is more of a water ride, but it had a, um, a spinning factor to it as well. And, and I, I agree. I, I like the sensation of being in that ride, but I just don't know if that necessarily belongs in Animal Kingdom. It doesn't make any sense to me. Well, you know that it's modeled after uh, the style of roller coaster. It's a wild mouse coaster. And that's a classic roller coaster uh, kind of style that's kind of what it is but it's you know you never see those gigantic like time rover things uh, that you see on primeval world but the idea was that it was a wild mouse kind of coaster at a roadside attraction 
And, you know, somewhere along Route 66, it's kind of that thing. But why would Route 66 be in the middle of Africa? I don't understand this. Well, but it's not Africa. Think <laughs> or whatever. It's just like Magic Kingdom. You've got Fantasyland and Tomorrowland and Adventureland. Those don't tie together. But as a collective, they are, you know, Magic Kingdom. Kind of the same thing. You've got Africa. You've got Asia. True. You've got, you know, the, the Oasis. And Route 66. And, you know, <laughs> it takes you there. <laughs> Dino, not Dino Land. Dino Land is uh, is just another uh, another part of it you know at, at one point i mean think about it what does pandora have to do with africa True. or asia you know uh try to try not to surprise. absolutely try to separate <laughs> the i there's not a lot of cohesion between pandora and asia either so it's just you know try to try to separate dino land from yeah but we talked about this last week too disney's kind of moving away from keeping stuff themed in in the same area it's kind of yeah the same situation absolutely yeah there's there you know and at one time there was that was what is pandora now was supposed to be the beastly kingdom mm. and we know that that uh that went away so they're very loosely tied together so i i liked primeval world probably you know 10 years ago or so but i think i've mentioned to you guys before as i've gotten a little bit older anything that spins gives me an instant migraine so mm. i probably i i've i used to ride it every single trip my daughter absolutely loved it uh, <laughs> y'all want to hear a funny story my son does not like uh it thrill rides he doesn't like roller coasters he won't do anything that goes upside down when he was probably gosh i don't know maybe 10 something around that age uh, we we've been on prime of world a thousand times we know it's not scary we know it's not going you know terribly frightening or anything we were trying to get him on it so we were in line had him in line and he was just terrified i mean like shaking and we're like son this is not a scary ride look it's you can see it right here it's not like the track is hidden like on a space mountain or something so but he was so scared so we're sitting there in line and we probably have 10 minutes or so to wait and he's just looking around. His eyes are real big and he's all scared. And he just goes, oh. <laughs> and right there in line for primeval world, he just threw oh. up. And so he like throws up and he looks up <laughs> and we just, we walked slowly out of line. Told the <laughs> cast member at the front that, that he had got sick and they'd have to clean it up. And to this day, he's still never been on primeval world. So, Probably a good thing. <laughs> so I don't know if it belongs on the top 10 worst attractions list. I, I think it was fun. It, it's obviously not trying to compete with Thunder Mountain or some of those, you know, really great classic Disney coasters. But I don't know if it belongs in the top 10 worst attractions. I can I can definitely come across probably make a list with things that are worse than primeval world, even though I stopped riding it because of the spinning. But I, the thing I, is, I think it, it was good. right next door to this amazing ride. Dinosaur is so much fun. Uh, and it, it took you to a different world. It has all the bumps and, and I know do you haven't been to Disneyland, but it's very similar to the Indiana Jones adventure that's out there. Yes. And actually it almost feels like the same exact ride, but uh, that was such a state of the art thing to go through and then to come out and see this garish thing. I mean, I, as I've mentioned before, I grew up near Coney Island in Brooklyn. And so it's the kind of thing I'm used to. So I wasn't really impressed with it. It wasn't any big deal. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to say it, it maybe if I was making a list, that might be number 15 or something on, it's not one of my favorites. Wasn't one of my favorites, but I don't know if it's top 10 worst, but, but that's number 10. So we've got a no from Ron and a probably yes from Tony. And I'll, I'll probably say it's, it's the 15th worst. I'm just going to throw a number out there. All right. So here we go. And you guys are going to know my answer to this one. So number nine, worst Disney attractions at Walt Disney World, according to the viewers of TPM videos, is It's a Small World. <laughs> it's a Small World is the num- listed as the number nine worst attraction in Walt Disney World. So their reasons were creepy dolls stare into your soul. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You, you didn't write this, do I? I didn't write this. <laughs> this sounds exactly like something I would have said. Uh, creepy dolls stare into your soul. That's hilarious. And the song repeats over and over. And that is in like all caps. That was a big part. So that's number nine. So Tony, we'll go with you first. What do you think is it's a small world deserving of being the number nine worst attraction in Walt Disney world. Not for me. It's a small world for me is one of the classics. I mean, Disney himself was there and helped build it. Uh, It came from, New York's World's Fair, and it represents the the world. I mean, those dolls are, I think, are amazing to look at even to this day. I do agree; it's probably a little bit long, <laughs> and uh, but the song, even though it repeats, it's in many different languages. So I, I don't have a, a problem with it. I, I remember writing it with my little niece and watching her sing along and bop along to it. I think it's a it's a fun boat ride. We we always tend to try to to see it whenever we can. And I will add, though, I'm dying to see the the revamped version at Disneyland, because when I went to the original Disneyland attraction, I found that one to be much better than the one in Disney World. But now I understand they've incorporated slightly some of the uh, classic Disney characters throughout it. So I think that sounds kind of fun. But uh, no, it's, it, it's not on my worst list. All right. So it's a no from Tony. What you got, Ron, is it's a small world on your list. You know, it's once you've wrote it, I've wrote it. Um, it's hard for me to put on the list because of Walt Disney's direct involvement with that ride. I understand how it made the list, but no, it wouldn't be on my list of of top ten worst Disney rides. I mean, it's a Disney created ride, and People love it. I don't know why they love it, but they love it. And and it would, so, no, it would not be on my list. All right. So I'm, so that's two no's. Neither one of you would put it on your, your top 10 worst retractions. I'm, I'm split on this one because, yes, the Sherman Brothers wrote the song, and I absolutely love the Sherman Brothers. I, I don't think they've ever written a bad song. Walt Disney was directly involved. You know, this is from the the World's Fair of 1964. It was, you know, groundbreaking. So all of those things make me want to love it. And then my kids, when, you know, when, when we first started taking my kids, they were, my son was probably eight months old the first time he went. Couldn't even walk yet. He was still in a stroller and stuff. And same thing with my daughter. They absolutely loved it when they were little. We used to do it probably three or four times a trip when they were small, just because they loved the music and everything. 
So for those reasons, it's hard to hate it. But man, as much as I love the Sherman Brothers, that song is what they call an earworm. Like you cannot escape it. It stays in your head for like three days. It's it's. Do you have painful. a clip? So do you have a clip of it, Dewey? So- <laughs> Here, I'll sing it for you. It's actually in all of our heads right now and <laughs> all is. of your heads out there. <laughs> it probably is. It's it's hard. You can't escape it. You cannot get away from it. Even, even if you ride it and then you go get on Pirates later, even though Pirates is an earworm, Small World is still there. You can't get rid of it. And I agree with Tony, too. It might be a little too long. Maybe if it was a a seven or eight minute attraction or something. I feel like that thing's 42 minutes long. I, I don't know how long it is, <laughs> but it, it, to me, when I'm on it, it feels like it's longer than Ellen's energy adventure was. It, <laughs> it just seems like it takes forever. I know well, when well, I get to go ahead. No, I was just going to say that. Well, that's what's good. Sometimes when you need a rest from walking around the park or doing something around the park, you can just go in there and fall asleep if you want to. <laughs> I, I know that my kids, when they were little, they always, you know, they always used to joke because I always said, oh, here's my favorite part of the ride. And it would be the end where it's like, adios, <laughs> arrivederci, or all that. So as they were, you know, growing up at seven or eight years old, they would always say, hey, dad, look at your favorite part. And I'm like, yes, it is. You know, <laughs> so um, I don't. It's 13 I, minutes long, Dewey. There wow. is no way that thing is 13 minutes long. It is at least double that. There's no way. There's no way. Holy smokes. I'm glad you looked it up. It's got to be a mistake. There's, it seems so much longer than that. So I think I think it would probably be on my top 10 worst. It, just because there's so many good things at Disney. It probably does make my, my top 10 worse. Not to say that it's horrible or anything. It's, it probably would be on my list if I created a list. So, yeah, those creepy dolls do stare into your soul. That is true. <laughs> I that like is the true. Line. That is true. Uh, all right. And I've got, there's pictures of us from old trips and stuff where, um, and I think if I'm not mistaken, it might have been from an MHM. Uh, dare or something ron i don't remember but uh there's pictures of me i'm almost certain it was from one of those double dog dares or whatever we used to do there's a picture of me on it's a small world and i'm doing like the macaulay culkin or something i'm like ah! <laughs> you know because i'm scared uh it, it's on my list probably all right so here we go number eight worst walt disney world attractions back over in animal kingdom again cali river rapids Cali River Rapids. So what their complaints were about this is that it's too short. And then they said, that's it. Like, that's, that's all there is. That's all the ride is. And not enough details. And that it was much smaller than originally planned. So that's the some of the comments from the TPM Bids video. What do you guys think is eight, number eight, Cali River Rapids? Is that too harsh? Is it on your list? Or do you love it and think they're crazy for putting it on there? How about you, Ryan? We'll go back to you. Um, I can see why that's on the list. I, I would not not have it on my list. It's, it is shorter than most of those types of rides. Um, and you, I normally one person on that type of ride really gets soaked. The rest of the people get sprinkled. <laughs> yeah, spring, yeah. 
So, I mean, it gives what I'm expecting, but from a Disney-themed ride and what Disney offers, I, I can see this being on my list. So, yes, I agree with that one. How about you, Tony? Is is Cali River Rapids on your top 10 worst attractions list? It's not. I'm, I'm beginning to wonder what is on my, my top 10 worst attractions <laughs> list. No, I, I, I used to love Cali River Rapids. In fact, we used to wake up early when we stayed at the animal kingdom lodge we first ride that we do is 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 one of these we either do the safari or or do cali river rapids because it's it was refreshing i i tend to like those kind of raft rides i, I come from a more, much more of an urban area so for me to be in in like and something that floats like that has always been kind of cool i like it in the water parks and there, there was one at six flags it's very similar to this it's a lot longer but um i never really noticed that that ride was too short uh, there's always that fear that you're going to get soaked in it. Um, as I mentioned, there's one similar, the, the grizzly bear thing over at Disney Disneyland is similar to this. I, I like those kind of rides. So no, it's not on my list. I, I've watched a, a thing, something on YouTube somewhere that was about Cali River Rapids and it talked about the original plan and it was supposed to be at least double the length. It was supposed to be a lot longer. It was supposed to have several scenes and really the only scene that we have now is the logging scene where the where they're chopping down all the trees and the truck is, you know, the logging truck is hanging off the side of the, the bank of the river and stuff. That's the only scene we got. So I can kind of get where there's there's a, some questions about what the theme is or what the story is they're trying to tell there was supposed to be more to it and you know that classic uh, attraction killer the budget is uh is always what happens and they, they have to shorten it or take away some elements and stuff so it's not what it was supposed to be i still love this ride uh my daughter and i ride it almost every time we go if it's in the summertime we definitely ride it uh, it's definitely a summer attraction for sure. You know, you don't mind getting wet when it's super hot Florida day. Uh, this definitely is not on my top 10 worst attractions. Could it be better? Could it be longer? Sure. But definitely not on my worst, my list of worst attractions at Disney World. It's we been always a long time had a lot for of me. fun. It's been a long time for me, but is that the one that also had like a wood burning or wood smell to it? Yes, there's it's it, the, the part that we got with the, the storyline is that they're you know bad guys all around the world are cutting down the rainforests mm -hmm. and stuff so it's kind of an anti-rainforest killer kind of story and so that's it it's got you hear chainsaws going off in the background and you see there's some fire and stuff so yeah that's what it's about it's about you know save the rainforests you just but, reminded you know, me also it's always so animal kingdom seems to be the hottest park of all of them every yeah, time that, i've ever been I, there. I agree 100 with that so it's always a nice refresher to, to absolutely yeah it is hot there they always talk about all the 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 plants and stuff that were added to make it you know look like a lush tropical you know or like the the serengeti or all those things they had to make create all of that so lots of plants lots of coverage and it holds in some of the heat so it is nice and refreshing uh this is not on my list my top 10 list of worst things at disney world for sure all right, guys. So what was that? That was, I think that was, Tony was a no. Ron, what did you say? No. You said no. Oh, yeah, I said yes. Oh, you said yes. So he understands. So I say no also. So, okay, very good. So let's see, number seven. This one, this one will be fun. Number seven is the Seas with Nemo and Friends over at Epcot Center. The Seas with Nemo and Friends. The reasons for 
for it being on this list from the TPM vids uh, listeners was the videos. It's all videos of Nemo and friends, no animatronics. So it's, it's all those projections, no, no animatronics. So what do you think, Tony, we'll go with you first. The seas with Nemo and friends. Is it on your top 10 list of worst attractions at Disney world? I, again, I don't necessarily think so. I, I think it was a, a fun addition to the park when it premiered it was it was a neat thing to see the characters behind the the tank there i think don't they interact with the real fish it's i'm trying to remember this aren't there real fish still behind the tanks there it is they they project the nemo characters right literally against like against the glass you're looking out the glass right. you see the aquarium i think that's all that's cool that's awesome and i remember the even the queue area was kind of fun because you felt as if you were underneath uh, the the seas and and the um, the cars themselves were kind of fun. I like that one. I like that one. It's not on my list. So Tony says no, it's not on his list. Ron, what do you think, buddy? Yeah, this is not on my list at all. It doesn't even come close. Um, I remember when they opened this ride, and you're right, Tony. The 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 cars are shaped like seashells, and you ride through, and the the technology at the time was cutting edge. Um, and we, we, one of our favorite family shots is in front of that ride actually, because of, of the, how they themed it with um, Nemo and friends and, and the seagulls on the front. Yeah. Yeah. So mine, yeah, mine, 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 <laughs> mine, <laughs> definitely on my, not on my list. All right. This is going to be another one that I'm kind of torn on. I think Nemo is a fantastic movie. You know, Pixar so far has not made a bad one. Absolutely love the Pixar movies. Love Nemo. I like how they took, you know, the, the, the stage show over at Animal Kingdom from, for Nemo. That is fantastic. You know, the, the movie Nemo is not a musical but in the musical stage show, they wrote like in the big, big blue world and stuff like that. The music for the stage show is fantastic. I like how they brought that over. And that's the music that you hear on the ride. So that's super cool. But then the nostalgic Epcot Center lover in me remembers what the Living Seas mm. was. And so really what happened was Nemo with his one baby little tiny fin and his one normal sized fin came in with a sledgehammer and destroyed the hydrolators. And Mr. Ray came in with a bulldozer and pushed out the theater where, where the deluge was shown. <laughs> and, and then they, they cut the actual ride. It's like half as long as it was, you actually went through, through, do you guys remember in the original, The Living Seas, you went through the tunnel in the ride. So you were in, you could see all around you. Mm -hmm. You were inside the aquarium. So my feelings on this is more about what they took away to, to give us the seas with Nemo and friends. They could have left some of those elements. They could have left us going through that, that tunnel they could have left, you know, all of those things, hydrolators even. I, I don't know if that, maybe that just doesn't go with the theme or any, anything anymore, but they didn't have to take all that away. They could have just thrown those projects in the, projections in there and they could have 
thrown in the music from the stage show. And I have no problem with them throwing that in there, but they didn't have to take so much away. So it's definitely inferior to its previous incarnation. The Seas with Nemo and Friends is not as good as the Living Seas was. So that's without a shadow of a doubt. I'm glad once you get off the ride, the rest is kind of the same. You can still look through the, through the aquarium and walk around, although the amazing, absolutely amazing music from the Living Seas is gone in the attraction. I, I still listen to that a lot. That was The music was so good. So I, I, again, I don't know if it's on my top 10 worst attractions. They, they kind of butchered it from the original. The Living Seas was so much better and they kind of butchered it when they added Nemo and Friends. So I'm going to say it might be on my list. I'm probably going to agree with it here because with, I'm going to agree with the TPM bids list because I'm still mad of what they did to the Living Seas. So I'm going to, I'm going to say, yes, it might be on the list. Maybe so. There, there were some you. cool experiences in that though, with the, with the, the tentacles scene and the, um, and the, and the scene with the turtles. I, I think that was kind of cool. That was a, a nice way of, of quote unquote immersing you. Yes. Uh, well, if you think about it, there's, and that's one of the, one of the things when they were talking about no animatronics, they, they talked about that there's not very many physical scenes everything is projections. And that was kind of their complaint. You do have a couple of little bouncy, what are they? The jellyfish, jellyfish. you know, that, you know, I remember from the movie. And then you've got the one scene where Bruce and the, the sharks are there, but Bruce is an, an, is not an animatronic. Bruce is a projection. And, but you do have the, the swordfish with, I can't remember his name, but the swordfish or the, the not the swordfish, the shark that, um, had the hook in his nose it used to move in and out of that scene that ship it used to come in and out like he was poking his head out and just like disco yeti mm. uh it stopped moving at some point and disney never fixed it uh -huh. so it's just a static scene uh so i can kind of see it that there's a complaint there uh it, it makes my list i think because because of how wonderful the original the living seas was uh, I'm still mad at Epcot for, for taking away my hydrolators. All right. Number six. Holy smokes. I'm, I, when I saw number six on this list, <laughs> I almost lost my mind when I saw number six is on this list. Let's see what you guys think. Number six, Carousel of Progress. I am losing my mind right now. Carousel of Progress. They say... It has maintenance issues. It's had poor upkeep. And I, I can't say I disagree with those things, but that's not the attraction's fault. Right. That is Disney leadership. I'm looking at you, Chapek. Disney leadership's fault. That's not the attraction's fault. And the last one is Act 4 is very out of date. So I'm not going to say I disagree with any of those complaints because there have been some mishaps. I know that... Do you guys, did you guys see the video, uh, the dad, and I can't remember which, it's the scene, I don't know which era it is, but it's the scene where the dad is holding the Niagara Falls fan, and he's like fanning himself with it, so it must be from July or whatever, because it was hot, and there's a video of not the hand holding the, the fan, but the other hand 
fell off during a during one of the shows so he's oh you know he, he, he's doing it's like this and you see the hand is just laying on the ground you know he looks like uh, you know like, like captain hook or something and so yes there are some maintenance issues but does that put it on your list ron we'll start with you this one is not on my list and i'm starting to think not much is going to be on my list but um no, this is again a Disney. He was directly involved with this attraction. It shows the progress of uh, our nation and as man through technology. No, update it and fix the issues. I can't disagree with anything they listed as as incorrect, but that doesn't make it the worst. It makes it the most needed maintenance. Uh, you know. And maybe that should be, maybe we need to go down that list. But um, no, this is not on my list. This is one that if it's open, I'm riding it. For sure. All right. Excellent, Ron. So Ron says no, not on his list. Tony, what do you say, sir? I totally agree with everything that Ron said. And, and plus uh, what you say all the time, do we refurbish, not uh, replace? Because... This is one of those rides that's got to remain there. Not only was it created by Walt, but also it kind of gives you the idea of what this was all about to begin with. It, it stemmed out of this World's Fair idea, and it's great to watch uh, the progress of our country and of the world in that little in that little uh, skit. And it's an amazing show. It's it's got animatronics. It's got it's got a revolving theater. I mean, how how do you replace that? So no, that's that's a no for me. And this just reminded me of a, of a possible what's your favorite? What, what do you guys do you guys remember when they changed the song from There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow to I think it was the best time of your life? And I now just is the time. Right. Now is the best time. Yes. That, I think that was what I first heard or something. I was wondering what you, which one of those two songs that you like the best. But I, I think another reason that Disney's keeping this ride is if you notice a lot of podcasters who do Disney related stuff, love either the theme or the, the saying, there's a great big, beautiful tomorrow. I think, I think podcasting and video casting has given that a whole new life. And it's the kind of thing that's attached to the park. Now, I don't think they're, they're going to get rid of it. Yes, Tony. Awesome. So it's a no for you. It's a no, no for you also. Yeah. Uh, yes. The uh, now is the time was actually the second theme song for the ride for the attraction you know, when it was in the World's Fair in 1964, the It's a Great Big uh, Beautiful Tomorrow was the song. And that was written by the Sherman Brothers and everything for the fair. And then after the World's Fair, they sh packed it up, shipped it to Disneyland. And it stayed at Disneyland for uh, a decade. When they were opening Disney World, they realized, or after they had opened it, they realized that, hey, Tomorrowland is kind of empty. So they packed it up from Tomorrowland and Disneyland and sent it to Tomorrowland and Disney World. GE said, hey, great idea. But if you want us to keep sponsoring this thing, we're going to need you to update it. We don't want it to talk about the future anymore. We want to use this to sell our products right now. So right now is the time we are living in the future. And we want the song to reflect that. And we want GE products you know, sprinkled throughout the attraction. So that's why they changed the song. 
when uh, back when they redid Tomorrowland, I believe in the 90s, when it became the whole neon colors and in the back in the 90s, they changed it when they added extraterrestrial alien encounter and the timekeeper and stuff. They rebranded Carousel of Progress to Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. Mm-hmm. And they went back to the original song to It's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow or uh, There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. And so now is the time actually was retired. Although you can still hear it in the, the Tomorrowland music loop that just in the, the music around the part the, the land, it's still in the, the it's a musical or a instrumental. You can still hear that song, but they retired the song in the attraction. So there was two different songs. I'm growing up as a kid. That's the one I knew. So when I came back in the 90s and it was Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, before I knew the history of the attraction, I thought it was a new song. And I was like, no, where's now's the time? Not until I later did some research or watched some shows or whatever, did I find out that it was actually went back to the original song. So I'm glad you brought that up. But absolutely not. There's no way Carousel of Progress is on the top 10 worst rides or worst attractions in Walt Disney World. Anybody that put this on their list is a lunatic. <laughs> you are crazy people. A Carousel of Progress, absolutely one of the last things Walt touched. You know, it, it was his idea from start to finish. And, you know, I, even in the, in the, the introduction, when you're in the first scene, that's just the, the, the logo behind the curtains and stuff, and the, the narrator talks about it. He talks about that being Walt Disney's uh, love of America. And he wanted to show the, how the American family went through the, the, the 20th century following technology and stuff. So it's hard to hate something that Walt Disney physically touched. It's hard to hate that, except for it's a small world. And, you know, the music's great. Does it need maintenance? absolutely it, the these are some of the first animatronics so they're a little stiff you can tell they're robots it's not like the the you know the wicked witch from the old mgm great movie ride yeah. you know that she was all you know very fluid and moved around a lot and stuff looked natural they are very herky-jerky on this this carousel of progress it could definitely use some love I do not disagree with that at all. Especially the last scene, as we've discussed before. I would love to see the last scene get an update, bring in, you know, Bluetooth and the internet and stuff like that, you know, and even stuff that's in the future, electric cars and cars that drive themselves, whatever. They probably would be sponsored by Amazon now if they still had that. Dude, where where are you at, Elon Musk? You you can sponsor that ride and that attraction and, and we can talk about SpaceX or whatever. I have no problem with them updating it. Refurbish, not replace. I, th- I think what happened is we stopped imagining what the future was going to be once we got to all those things. And, and now well, no one knows what to expect. Here's the deal. The world has lost their mind. They don't even think about the future anymore. You know what yeah. they think about? TikTok. That's all it is. It's people like making. That's the last scene. Hey, grandma, what are you doing? Yeah, Yeah, we'll we'll have grandma doing one of those stupid TikTok dances. Oh, my God. Tony, 
edit God. that, remove that statement from this video. Do not give <laughs> Chapek any ideas. You know Chapek is ready for a quick buck. He's going to get TikTok to sponsor it, and Grandma's going to do a TikTok video. Oh, my God. Tony, you have just ruined the Carousel of Progress. What have you done? Oh, my gosh. Well, that's progress for you. <laughs> delete, delete, delete. That is no forget what you just heard listeners bob chapek we do not want tiktok in the last scene oh my goodness gracious that's hilarious tony that is hilarious no carousel of progress is not on the top 10 worst attraction at disney world you people have lost your minds all right so that's three no's i think that's the first one we all agreed on that's the first one that's good absolutely not get out of there carousel of progress you were one of the best Number five, Ron and Tony, number five, staying in the Magic Kingdom, staying mm. in Tomorrowland, the Tomorrowland Speedway, the Tomorrowland Speedway. They oh. say it takes up too much valuable space. They say gas fumes, <laughs> <laughs> too many gas fumes in Tomorrowland. It's too loud. And why aren't we using electric cars? Why aren't we using electric cars? So, Tony and Ron, I think we will go with Tony first this time. Is Tomorrowland Speedway deserving of the number five position on the TPM Vids list of top 10 worst attractions in Walt Disney World? Wow, number five is, is kind of harsh, but uh, I, it's not really one of my favorite rides. So, I, I don't blame it for being on, on the list, but. Uh... Uh, for some of those reasons that you mentioned, it is kind. Of, that one seems kind of outdated to be to be in the middle of of um, of such a great and updated park. So yeah, I would I would keep it on the list. As as far as number five, I don't know. It sounds kind of harsh. All right. So Tony says yes, probably in the top ten worst attractions. Maybe not as high as number five, but probably on the top ten. All right. How about you, Ron? What do you think? This list is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no way do you take the Speedway Disney. You, every classic show has the Speedway in it. I, it was the way that I first rode my first car. Back That's in, true. You don't take, no. If you want it to be electric cars, fine. Refer, I, I like what we're saying. Refurbish, don't. Not replace. I really do like where we're going with that, but no way. And, and the gas fumes are just part of the ambience of Disney. Give me a break. No, it's not on the list. All right. So Tony says, yes, get rid of those gas guzzling go-karts. <laughs> Ron says, no way. That's why I'm such a good driver now is because I learned how to drive on the Tomorrowland Speedway. I'm going look, I, Call me Mr. Indecisive today or something. I'm on the fence again. Uh, when I was a kid, I remember being 11, 10, 11, 12 years old, whatever, and loving this attraction because, yes, you get to drive, and that's super cool. Once you turn 16, at least in Arkansas, where I grew up, you get your license at 16. I know it's 17 in other places. Once you drive a car, this is no longer fun. It's like, oh, good. I'm stuck in traffic. It's the same thing, right? <laughs> so for like a decade or so, I didn't care for this ride. I didn't even, you know, uh, I walked by it every single time. And then I had kids. And then the kids are 
five or six years old and uh, I'm squeezing it. my six foot two frame into those tiny cars and I'm pushing the pedals because they're too short to reach the pedal. So they're driving and it's like, bam, they're hitting the rail, bam. And I'm like, drive straight, boom. <laughs> and I'm pushing the pedal. It was great fun. I've, uh, you know, I've got a video of me just getting the heck beat out of me. You, I'm videoing my kids and the video camera is bouncing and everything because they can't drive. Great memories from me as a kid. Great memories from when my kids were small and learning to drive, uh, you know, the go-kart there and doing it horribly. I think it has a place because of that. It has a place. It, it should stay because it's for kids. You know, it's not for adults to get on and have fun driving. It's for the kids to experience. You know when it's kind of fun for adults at night. If you've if you've been on it at night, it's pretty pretty nice. I've been on it at night when the it's, fireworks are going off. And it's also fun to see the castle all lit up from the back and all Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Kind of but, but also, I'm probably the only one that has a grandchild at this point within this discussion. Dude, I'm I'm not lying. I'm looking forward to the day I remember taking Brooke and Madison on that track. I remember my trip on that track with my parents and I am looking forward to taking Nyla around that track. And, and, and I think lots of people do this. This is, this is one of the most surprising ones on, well, they're all honestly, most of them are big surprises to me and I can't understand where these people are coming from, but this one is a, is a big surprise to me that this is on the list. Look, I can I can hear it now. Ron is on Tomorrowland Speedway with his granddaughter, and he's like, "Nyla, you got to drive straight, honey. You're hurting Grandpa's back every time it hits the wall or hits the hits the rail." <laughs> yes, he's looking forward to that. So that's yes, awesome. I am. <laughs> absolutely. Look, hey, this is another one of those. Uh, what's the what's the Tesla? That's is that Elon Musk? He's Tesla, yeah. right? That yeah. hey, Elon Musk. You could just sponsor Tomorrowland because. Bring some Tesla branding to the Tomorrowland Speedway. Well, have electric cars, right? And he's Make the them. one dreaming of tomorrow. He's making tomorrow reality. Yeah, absolutely. So Bring what else you've got in mind. For real. Throw some electric motors on these things. Elon Musk and Tesla can sponsor it. Boom. It's fun forever. You lose the gas fumes and, and all that stuff, and it's not loud anymore. Uh, hey, what's that hashtag again? Oh, yeah. Refurbish, not replace. Yes. <sighs> We just get rid of the gas guzzling go karts, throw in those electric motors, have Tesla sponsor it. Boom! We're ha- we're back in the 21st century with the Tomorrowland Speedway. I think that's what it's got to be done. Number five on the list, I don't think so. It's fun because of my memories as when I was a kid, and it's fun because they're remembering my kids on it. And and I think you're right, Ron. It's, I I better be like a decade away from at least a decade <laughs> away from from grandkids because my my kids are right now 18 and 14 so i got to be at least a decade away from being a grandfather but i I think that'll be great to to take my grandkids on that someday i agree with you ron this is not in the top 10 i don't think all right number four i think we're all going to agree on this one well let's see number four they have listed the magic carpets of aladdin back still in magic kingdom the magic carpets of Aladdin. So their list is they don't like its location in Adventureland. It's too crowded in that area. 
And Disney World already has three, what they call the spinner rides, two of which are in the Magic Kingdom. So you've got Triceratops spin over in Animal Kingdom. Then you got, of course, the classic Dumbo. And there's two Dumbos now since the new, the new Fantasyland about 10 years ago. And then you've got Magic Carpens, Magic Carpets in Adventureland. So, Ron, you go first. What do you think? Is the Magic Carpets of Aladdin on your list? Uh, so this one makes sense to me. I don't know. If it's, it's, I'm, I'm starting to learn that I'm probably not a fan of worst list, but <laughs> at least when it comes to Disney. Um, but yeah, this one I can understand. It definitely is just a remake of Dumbo, except with a carpet. And I agree that area gets very um, crowded. I do like the camel that spits at you, though. I think that's kind of funny. Um, and so this one I can see on my list, though. I will say that if you have a child that really wants on Dumbo, I've not been over by Dumbo since they batted. Um, the second Dumbo, because the lines used to be atrocious to get on Dumbo. Um, so Aladdin was a simple fix. Not always. It was. It's not Dumbo, right? So it's not. But it's a similar ride if you don't have time to wait for Dumbo. But yes, I, I definitely understand why this is on the list. All right. So Ron says, yes, Magic Carpets of Aladdin can be on the top 10 list. How about you, Tony? What you think, sir? I, I tend to agree with Ron. I think it does deserve to be on the list. I can see the reasons why it, it would be. Um, I happened, Aladdin is one of my favorite movies. So it was always fun to see the theming. It was fun when it was first added. It was fun to see the characters hanging out around there. I think I liked that experience more than the actual physical ride itself. Uh, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of the, of the camel because it kind of felt a little bit too real there, but, uh, uh, yeah, I could see it being on the list. All right. So I'm with you, Tony on the, uh, how great Aladdin is. That's probably my all-time favorite, at least classically animated or hand-drawn animation, favorite Disney movie is Aladdin. Absolutely love Aladdin. It's perfect from start to finish. The music is great. So it's, it's great having an attraction based on Aladdin, but I wish it was a better attraction. It's, you know, it's just a spinner ride. Who cares? It doesn't belong in Adventureland. I think it, it doesn't have anything to do with, with pirates or with, you know, the jungle cruise or anything like that. Like those things, that's Adventureland. I get that. And what, Aladdin is a Fantasyland thing, right? I would think it would be more appropriate in Fantasyland. So I get that complaint. It's definitely too crowded there, right there in front of the Sunshine Tree Terrace. You know, you can barely get your your orange floats over there because of the lines for Aladdin. It, it, they really just slammed it into a tiny little spot. And that used to be a nice wide open walkway. And now it's is a it, bottleneck. Is it really crowded? Cause I, I haven't, as I said, I haven't been there in a long time, but I don't remember too many lines when I used to go. It bottlenecks there because, you know, the spinner, the, the attraction itself is right smack in the middle. And then right across the walkway, are those uh, the tiki's that play the drum sounds yeah. and spit the water at you and stuff? Or I guess it's like a mist. Um, so, because of the people getting their pictures taken right there with those tiki's and the the magic carpet ride being here, it gets really bottlenecked in there, and it's it's pretty crowded. 
you know, Magic Kingdom is always crowded anyway. It really does bottleneck there. And then you, you've got the stairs that go down to Jungle Cruise right there. And then you also have the, the entrance to Tiki Birds, to the Enchanted Tiki Room. So there's four things, three attractions, and then the Tiki statues just boom, 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 right there all together. So it really does bottleneck there. And it could certainly, it was not that way before. It was placed in the middle of that walkway. It was a big open space. So it is in the way. And so I, I would kind of, tend, it's not a bad attraction. It's fun. You know, you can tilt the, the carpet, can tilt frontwards and backwards. And, you, you know, you go up and down just like on Dumbo. It's not a bad attraction, but it's not a great attraction either. So, mm-hmm. and that's the thing with this list. It's not, we're not saying that these are horrible and they should be taken away. You know, as far as Disney, Disney attractions go, they're pretty much everything is well-themed and stuff like that. But when everything else is so great, there's got to be something at the bottom of the list, you know, so uh, I think I would probably agree that it's on the list. I'm not too, I'm not too upset that this one's on the list. I, I definitely think it would be more appropriate in another land, and I think it could definitely have been put in a place that it does not create that bottleneck. So, uh, three yeses there. Three yeses. All right. So number three, number three on the list. Okay, everybody, focus your attention on Ron's face. This is going to be epic. Number three on the list of top 10 worst attractions in Walt Disney World, Mission Space. Uh Uh-oh. Mission Space. (laughs) Number three. You can look, everybody look at the smoke coming out of Ron's (laughs) ears right now. Mission Space is number three on the list, Ron. Here's what they say. Too intense. We've talked about that. And the most valid argument of any argument ever in Walt Disney World discussions, it replaced the beloved Horizons. So, Ron, you were obviously going first on this one, buddy. What do you think? Is Mission Space number three on your list of worst attractions in Walt Disney World? No, it's my number one attraction. This list is crap. <laughs> they, they have, there's, they have, my goodness. Mission space allows you to experience space. He's almost at a loss for words. And I'm over here laughing. I'm sweating. I'm laughing so hard. And Ron is, he's beside himself. I am because this ride is awesome. And, and they even, and if you're too weak to, for the intensity, then go on the, the green or the orange side and, and, and enjoy the awesomeness over there, but it breaks my heart that it's on the list. Oh, I knew this was going to be awesome when I when I saw the list. I was like, man, Ron's going to lose his mind. Oh, uh, so it didn't Ron- hit me until when about halfway after you said, "Watch Ron's face." <laughs> and I'm like, no, you could see it. You could see the realization on Ron's face because when I said everybody look at Ron's face, he was like, this is interesting. I wonder what it, <gasps> no, you could see his, his, his whole face change. You knew it was coming. He realized where I was going. Yes. So, so Ron, correct me if I'm wrong. That's a no from you. It should not be on the list, right? That's a no. Absolutely. Shouldn't even have been considered, thought about for this list. 
All right, Tony, how about you, sir? Is is Mission Space number three on your top 10 worst Disney World attractions? Absolutely not. I mean, even just by the show we did a couple of weeks ago where Ron described it, it certainly wouldn't dis- doesn't deserve to be on any such list. It, it sounds amazing. It, it sounds as if it's something that was was thought through and created to create an experience that you won't get anywhere else. So no, I I do not belong. I do not believe it belongs on this list. All right. So there's two no's. Now here's what I think guys, the problem. (laughs) Relax, Ron. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tear apart your beloved mission space. Uh, I'm sorry. I called you Ron. Relax. Bam, bam. Dino land. So, (laughs) so listen, here's the problem with these lists. It's based on opinion and not fact. Okay. They're basing it on, do they like it? Is it too intense for them? And they're not being objective. Let's talk about that for a second. Is this right intense? Sure. It can be. It spends it, you know, claustrophobia may be an effect on some people. I get those things, but how do you compare a ride like say the magic carpets of Aladdin, which is literally just one of those things you can find at any state fair anywhere. It just takes you up and you go ride. around. And yeah, exactly. A redressed carnival ride. Exactly right. How do you compare that to one of the most expensive attractions ever created? One of the most technologically advanced attractions ever created. You got to separate. Does it make me get a headache or does it make me feel nauseous? from is it a good or bad attraction and and what i think is a lot of people that put this on their list they didn't make that distinction they are like it makes me sick i hate it it's on the list and that's that's more opinion than it is looking at the facts the fact is that this thing is super technologically advanced yeah and you know i mean it's whether you can ride it because you have heart trouble or high blood pressure or you get nauseous or you're claustrophobic whatever None of that changes the fact that this ride is one of the most technologically advanced rides ever. And goodness gracious, in 2003, when it debuted, it was certainly the most advanced ride it had ever been built in the world. When we were Um, doing the the prep for the show that we talked about Mission Space and I saw the photos from it and then I heard the description, I can't wait to go back to Epcot and check that out. And I was watching it with my wife. She never even made it to that area because she knew she wasn't going to be able to ride it. She saw the store. She said, oh, wow, we never even went in there. We never got to see the Space Mickey statue or anything near there. I mean, just the way it looks, just the experience that you get, even just being close to it sounds fun. And now you'll have a reason you can even go there to eat. Yeah, right. Yeah, that looks like a that looks like a a blast too. So no pun intended, but definitely, we definitely should uh, not have this on the list. You should take it for a spin. Oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Hey Tony, when when you create the uh, the video for this for YouTube. Uh, put a disclaimer, put like dad joke in three, two, one. <laughs> and then Ron goes, take it for a spin. <laughs> that was a dad joke extraordinaire right there. Well done, Bam Bam. Well done. That was good stuff. Listen, Mission Space, uh, we've already talked about it. Yeah. We did a whole episode on it. It's it's an amazing ride. Maybe you don't like it because it makes you feel queasy or something, but that doesn't take away from 
how how good and how well themed the traction is. Uh, the last thing I'll say is I agree completely with that it replaced Horizons, and I know a lot of people are disgruntled about that. This guy is on that list. I am disgruntled about that too. Refurbish, not replace. They could have put it somewhere else in Epcot Center and left Horizons and just refurbished Horizons, and then we'd have two amazing attractions. So I'm a little disgruntled too, but you can't be mad at Mission Space. It's not Mission Space's fault that Horizons is gone. So there's no way this, no way Mission Space gets on on the worst attractions at Disney list. Um, I'm, Ron, I'm not inclined to agree with you on anything ever. On this, we agree. It does not, uh, does not belong on the worst attractions list. So that's three no's for number three. Mission Space, get off that list. All right, number two. And this is going to be an easy one. We, we, we really just had this discussion already. It's another one of those redressed. I think you said, Tony, redressed carnival rides. Triceratops spin. <laughs> we just talked about it a minute ago in, in Aladdin. It's, this is pretty funny, uh, the description of why it was chosen. This is number two on the list. It says, it's literally Dumbo with dinosaurs and worse views. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's pretty accurate. It really is. Um, so what do you think? Uh, we'll go with you first, Tony. Is, what do you think about Triceratops spin? I know how much you love Dino, not Dino, Dino <laughs> Land. I know how much you love the Dino Land theme. We just talked about that, Tony. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this goes along with my Dino Land theme uh, feelings. Uh, I think it deserves to be on the list. It's not really my favorite, not my favorite section of the park, and nothing there that I I, I didn't see any reason to even go on that. So have you ever been on it? I'm, I'm looking at a photo I have right now. I don't think so. I, I think I looked at that and said, well, you know, I, I used to go on those type of things when I was a kid. So, no. It's like, yeah, I wrote it when it was Dumbo. I wrote it when it was in Coney Island. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Tony says, uh, yes, it's on the list. All right. Bam Bam Rubble, what you got? Is this on your list? I definitely on my list. I am in total agreement with Tony, really. That whole area can, can be refurbished in my... What, what's what's that area called? Dino Land. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the whole Dino Land area. You think we can get rid of Dino Land? I, I, yes, I do. Um, but yeah, this is just another... I, I too have never been on it um, because it's exactly the, the same... <laughs> And, and now that and now that they're taking that roller coaster out that I can't pronounce, prime primeval world, primeval world, world. Um, yeah, I told you I can't say it. Um, but yeah, now that they're taking that out, let's just do away with the whole area. But this so, definitely belongs on the list. So, look, my kids used to go on this a lot because it was you know it's just like Dumbo. There was shorter lines here at, at Triceratops Spin than there was at, over at Dumbo. I know that we've been on this more than we have the Dumbo ride, especially when Dumbo was just one. But it, it is. It's just another spinner. Who cares? It's you, you spin around in circles, but this time you're doing it in a Triceratops. whoopity do? You know, <laughs> great. So, yeah, we'll put it on the list. Uh, I'm okay with it being on the, the top ten. It, it really is. You can't see anything, at least when you're, especially now, or, you know, when Dumbo was 
behind the castle, that was great views. But even now with it down at the other end, down by the train station in what used to be Mickey's Toontown, the, the double, uh, double Dumbos, double Dumbos, that sounds fun. You still get good views. You can still see the castle and, and everything. And you can see the barnstormer and stuff. Uh, it's not bad, not bad views. You can't see anything here uh, when you're on Triceratops Spin. You see the back of that big dinosaur, the the one that you walk under the the entrance to Dino Land. Uh, yeah, not it's not great. It's on the list. I'm okay with it being on the top ten worst attractions. All right, so that's it. Here we go. This is it. Uh, insert drum roll here. The number one worst attraction in Walt Disney World, according to the TPM vids viewers is journey into imagination over at Epcot center journey into imagination. So we're talking about the current incarnation, not the original. We're talking about the current incarnation. The, the reasons for it is I can't say I disagree with lacks actual imagination and innovation <laughs> Which, when we're talking about an attraction that's literally named Imagination, if it's lacking imagination, we Houston, we have a problem. Poor maintenance. Here we go back to poor maintenance. Audio issues and stiff animatronic figment. So it sounds a lot like some of the complaints about Carousel of Progress you know, with those maintenance issues and the audio issues and then go back to the the stiff animatronics it's it's not a sophisticated animatronic you know you've got the one where it's in the sound room where figment pops up and it's he's on the phone and the where the train sounds come through it, it's really stiff and it's just he just like and his hand creaks up you know with the phone in his hand i, I can't say i disagree with the the complaints those are are all true so what do you think ron we'll go with you first Journey into Imagination. Is this on your top 10 worst attractions at Walt Disney World list? So I, I've been on it. It's not a must-see by any stretch for me. Um, yeah, I, I, I really don't have a problem that this is on that list. Um, is it no number one? Is it deserving of number one on the list? Well, the numer the, the how they have these numbered are not in any shape. I mean, they have Mission Space at number three. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know that I agree with any of the numbers. I don't know that they have prioritized these with numbers. I hope not. Um, but um, yeah, I don't have a problem. I, this, I have no emotional attachment to this ride. I don't have, um, yeah, it, it just, it's not on, I'm fine with it being on the list. Now, let me ask you a question, Ron, because I know that you went in 76 to Disney World, obviously just Magic Kingdom then, no Epcot Center. But you did go in 1982, I think. Mm -hmm. So yep. in 82, mm -hmm. the park opened in October of 82. Right. But not everything was open then. Uh, I don't know that Journey into Imagination, the original, was open yet when you went. Did you have you seen or do you remember the original incarnation of 
journey to imagination? I don't, I don't remember. We definitely rode everything that was in the park and went through every pavilion. Um, but I don't remember if that was there or not. I don't, I don't have recollection of it. So I tend to think that it wasn't, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah. If you probably didn't go on it, it probably wasn't there. Cause if I'm not mistaken, I, I want to say it opened sometime after the new year, sometime in early 1983 is when journey to imagination opened. Um, but I'm not hundred percent sure on that. I'd have to look, but I, I think it was, you know, a few months later, I know that they made that they had to have something in the pavilion. So they, they actually made, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Have you seen the, the movie that they made that was basically them advertising for what was coming to journey into imagination? Cause Kodak was mad. Kodak was sponsoring the pavilion and they said, look, look here, Disney, you're going to have something open in that pavilion on opening day, or there's going to be trouble. So they knew that they were still short. They weren't going to have journey into imagination open. And at that time there was, they were still working on magic journeys, which was what was originally in the magic eye theater, which is obviously where captain EO and honey, I shrunk the audience and all that, all that was, but they didn't think magic journeys was going to be ready. So Kodak was like, look here, Disney, you better figure it out. We're, we're sponsoring this pavilion. There's going to be something there. So they actually went and the, the actor that portrayed Dreamfinder in Journey into Imagination, they threw together this really weird video. It's a movie. I think it was only like seven, six, seven minutes long. And it was basically him in his Dreamfinder costume, the big red beard and all that, running around Epcot Center saying, Journey to Imagination, it's going to be great, blah, 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 blah. It's, if you, you can find it on YouTube, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's a weird video. But they, were, they just made it just so they'd have something in there as a placeholder until one of those other attractions was done, whether it be Magic Journeys or eventually getting journey into imagination open and they literally flew the magic journeys tapes remember back then it was on film they've hand carried those from california to epcot center and it was there the on opening day so they barely got wow. magic journeys open so they didn't use that crazy dream finder running through the park video but it's you can still find it it's out there and it's it's crazy but so I, I can't remember exactly when Journey into Imagination opened. I, I want to say it was early 83. So you, you maybe didn't see it. Yeah, so I didn't. look, and, and I'll save my comment until it's my turn. But we'll talk about that in a second. So my guess is that you don't have um, a, a love or a connection to Figment or anything from the original. So you're really kind of ambivalent to, right. to the current incarnation. So that makes sense. Although you don't, you don't have any comment. You're 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 lost on the numerical placement of all of these attractions. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. All right, Tony. So, what about you, sir? Are you all in on Journey into Imagination being number one on this list, or does it make your top ten worst attractions at all? 
it might make the top 10. I don't, I still don't know what would be number one. I think I, I think I know what would be number one, but it wouldn't be this. I think the, the problem with this is a lot of what they mentioned uh, in your description of why they chose this. And I think that figment has become such a big thing. It's, it, he's now sort of the symbol of Epcot, perhaps the symbol of, of the old Epcot and the new that he deserves a better attraction than this. I, I remember, um, when I wrote it, I, I thought, well, they replaced it with this. This It, it leaves a, like a bad taste, especially if you remember the original one. It, it sort of, uh, oh, as you said, lacks imagination. Um, I, it was interesting how they tried to tie it in with um, the Monty Python guy. I can't think of his name. Eric Idle? Eric Idle. Mm -hmm. Tying him in with the with the other imagination thing the the other movie that that takes place with the 3d wasn't he also in that one he was in if you remember the, the honey i shrunk the audience honey i shrunk the audience that's that it. that movie was or film or attraction whatever you want to call it was about what's his name i can't remember uh rick moranis's character right in that movie. he mm -hmm. was getting the inventor of the year award right and at this scientist convention or whatever. So Eric Idle is the, the, the imagination Institute was, yes, was providing yes. it to him. And, and, and Eric so they Idle sort of was connected. that guy. So they tried connecting that with this ride. And I like Eric Idle uh, otherwise, but it, it always seemed like he was kind of just jammed into this ride. I, I remember when I first went to Epcot back in 91, seeing the dream finder on that flying bike was, was amazing. You know, seeing any kind of animatronics for one was amazing, but seeing something like that, that was a figment of your imagination. And that was the theme of, that was going on. Whereas now it's like, here's some, if I remember correctly, here's some air, here's some noise, here's some lights. And, and uh, what do you imagine? What are you seeing? Not, not quite what I think figment could have, um, could have evolved to. So I think, yeah, it probably deserves to be on this list. However, I think with some refurbishment, and some rethought as to uh, as to how important figment is to a lot of people who grew up during that generation, um, they can come up with something better than this. So yeah, absolutely. So this is actually the third version of that. Do you, did either of you do the second one? The so you I'm know, pretty the sure I did in nineties. Just just the the original Journey to Imagination with figment and Dreamfinder and all that, and it was amazing. It was. Uh, I mean, everything, the queue was amazing. The, the architecture was amazing. Everything was just, I mean, unbelievably creative. When they changed it in, I want to say the early 2000s and Figment was gone completely. And it was just that Eric Idle mm -hmm. as the, the Imagination Institute and with no Figment at all. And Disney fans lost their minds, almost like Ron when he realized number three <laughs> on this list. So there was this huge like letter writing campaign and all this uproar about bring back Figment. And that journey into your imagination was very short lived. It only lasted like two years. And then they closed it and kept the same premise. It was still the Imagination Institute. They were just they just made it with Figment. And then they threw the Figment character in there. Uh, obviously, it they really tried, they shoehorned him in there. It wasn't anything it was great to have him back but it was nothing compared to the original so for me much like my opinion on the living seas versus the seas with nemo and friends if if this had been the first incarnation of the ride i would probably love it because it's figment and he's fun and he's purple and he you know he, he makes you laugh 
but knowing what it was and knowing how special and truly imaginative the original was, this is just, it pales in comparison. With that said, I still enjoy it. Uh, it's usually a short line, you know, 10 minutes or so. Sometimes it's walk-on. So I don't miss it. I get on it nearly every single time that we go to Epcot Center. So I would not put it on my top 10 list of worst attractions. If I'm comparing it to the original, then it, it, it's night and day. There's no comparison. It is a far, far inferior attraction to the original Journey into Imagination. But it doesn't deserve to be on the top 10 worst attractions list. I don't think so. Does it need some refurbishing, not replacing? Absolutely. I would love for them to, to bring back some of that imagination and some of the, it, Hey, where's dream finder. He's been on hiatus for a while. I don't know, but we could bring him back. I'd have no problem with that. I would love it. They could fix it. They could refurbish it, but it's not, it's not number one on the list for sure. There's no way there's definitely worse stuff at Disney world worse than journey into imagination. So uh, I think they got that one wrong. Dude, so, do you remember, uh, was this the ride? I've been trying to remember for years that had in the, in the pre-show area, the a little movie about tr that had the song True Colors in it. That was at the Magic Eye Theater. Oh, right. Right next into door. That. Right. The right. True Colors was the pre-show. Um, was it Captain EO or was it Honey, I Shrunk the Audience? I can't remember. I remember but it used it to was, make me sad. <laughs> I used to look yes. at that video and get so sad. Well, that's a sad song, even when yeah. Cindy Lauper did it, you know, they it was not Cindy Lauper singing it in the attraction. It was another yeah. artist. Uh, I can't remember if that was it's definitely the pre-show to the Magic Eye Theater. I can't remember if it was before Captain Neo or if it was before Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. I don't remember. I I want to say Honey, I Shrunk the Audience, but I can't remember for 100 percent. I'm not 100 percent on that. But yes, Magic Eye Theater. It was there right next door. It wasn't in the pre-show or the, the queue for any of the Journey into Imagination iterations. But it's not, uh, it's not on my list. Not, at least not in the top 10 worst. It's, it's still got just enough figment to, to keep it out of the top 10 for sure. All right. So there you go. That was the TPM vids. Top 10 worst attractions at Walt Disney World. Uh, that was fun. Uh, like I said, I love watching their content. The TPM Vids channel on YouTube is lots and lots of fun content, good stuff. They do lists and things like that and highlight different things. I've watched them a lot. That's one of my favorite YouTube channels. So definitely you guys check it out. Lots of fun. But that was a fun segment, guys. Thanks for working on, working along, going through that top 10 list with me. Ron, I'm sorry. You're probably gonna probably gonna go sit in a corner and 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 cry for a little while with that uh, number three mission space on the list, but uh, you'll get over no, it. Just uh, it has no validation whatsoever. No <laughs> Ron is going to send in his formal protest. <laughs> He's going to send it in in writing to the to the the viewers of that pod or the viewers of that channel. That's good times. Thanks for coming along on that journey with us, guys. All right, so what's happening now in Walt Disney World? As reported on the Disney Park social media outlets this week, Disney has released some information on the upcoming, what they're calling the Magic Band Plus, to be released in early 2022. Details are sparse, but we, what we do know is that this Magic Band Plus will 
in quotes, help immerse guests in the Disney stories and connect with characters that you love like never before. So that is from the official press release. Uh, the photos that I saw, basically they showed a couple of different versions of what the Magic Band Plus is gonna look like. It basically looks like a Magic Band, but the one I saw, it was blue. It had like a dark blue band and the face was dark blue with some twinkly stars and stuff, almost like, like a starry night. And then the, the face of the Magic Band had the partner statue. So, you know, the statue that uh, Mickey and Walt are holding hands, the one that's in front of the Cinderella's yep. castle. Uh, so the partner statue is on the face. And apparently the Magic Band Plus will light up and has some LEDs in it and it will sparkle and light up certain times as it interacts with elements around all four of the Walt Disney World parks. So not a lot of details coming out about it, but uh, I hope, I don't know, I don't know how we're going to get these. We know you don't get Magic Bands for free anymore, so I'm sure there's going to be an upcharge for the Magic Band Plus I don't know how it's, they haven't really talked about how it's going to interact with, uh, with the Genie Plus or anything like that yet, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of somehow it's going to tie into Genie Plus and all those things. But have you guys seen those? Do you see any press releases or any pictures or anything on social media this week, fellas? I saw I did see pictures, and, but I didn't really get the opportunity. So you've seen pictures, but you didn't you didn't read anything about them. Okay, how about you? I'm sorry. How about you, Tony? Have you seen them? I did see the photos of it as well. I didn't get to see the interactions. So it's interesting to hear what you're saying because I thought from the photo that it was going to change, sort of like the Apple Watch. I thought that as you walked around, you'd see a little image of something on there. Oh, and so uh, that's what I thought. But I, then I realized how much must that cause to walk around with. So I'm sure that these. This, the Magic Band Plus is going to plus a bunch more money when you're trying to, to book your parks if you really want to walk around with that. And uh, I, I think if you're walking around with, with your phone anyway for all this other stuff you've got to do, I don't understand what the, what the purpose would be, but it's another fun way of interacting. Sort of reminds me of, of Pal Mickey. I didn't get the impression that the picture or the face of it would change. Um, I might be wrong. I don't know. I didn't it won't. get that it's impression. Not, it's, not, it's not going to, but I'm just saying that when I saw the photo, when I saw the, the photos, I saw one of the castle and one of uh, Walt, the Walt Mickey statue. That's what I thought. Okay. Gotcha. About. Yeah. It's, and I think you're onto something there, Tony. Anytime they put a plus on something, mm -hmm. the, what they're plusing is what's coming out of your wallet. That is exactly what the plus That's means. Right. <laughs> if you want Genie plus, get ready to pay. You want Magic Band plus, get ready to pay. It's uh, for sure the plus is going to subtract from your wallet. No doubt about it. So more to come on that. Uh, the, the information said that they're going to be released in early 2022, and it will coincide with the, the world's ma most magical celebration. So it's going to have some, some tie-ins with the 50th celebration. It looks like they're the same colors that they're using for the celebration, too, that, that sort of... Uh that purple and the, and the, uh, and the peach. Yeah. Well, what they're calling everything that they're, it's called iridescent and iridescent go. is spelled E-A-R like uh, Mickey ear. So ah, I, see. I was going to say, isn't that one of the names of the Tinkerbell fairies? I think wasn't, wasn't one of them called that. I don't remember that. Yeah. I don't know, but uh, yeah, iridescent 
E-A-R rather than the word starting with an I, like the, the actual word. So, yes, I it hear is. You. Oh, you ear me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. More dad jokes. Dad jokes all the time on the WDW Reflections podcast. Super, super dad jokes. All right. So that is that. That is the, the Magic Band Plus. So, you know, the really the big news this week is that the official 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World Resort occurred on October 1st, just a couple of days ago. It's hard to believe the parks have been around for 50 years. To mark the celebration, both Epcot Center and Magic Kingdom Parks debuted new nighttime spectaculars. So retiring the, well, first of all, Reflections of Earth retired uh, about a year or so ago, and they, they had an interim show called Epcot Forever. That is now retired and has been replaced with Harmonious over at Epcot Center. And then they have also retired Happily Ever After, which was the replacement to Wishes. And that is now retired and being replaced with Enchantment over at the Magic Kingdom. I haven't watched either of them. I know that there's been videos and specials and stuff on all over the internet, but I plan on being surprised the first time I revisit the parks next time I go. I, I don't want to have any of the elements surprise me, you know, or, or ruin the surprise now. I'm going to wait till I go to see it. But from what I've seen, the reviews are actually a bit mixed. Uh, there's many reviews say they love the effects. The shows are visually stunning. But I've seen a lot of people saying that they're a bit disappointed in the musical scores. Can so, I speak about that really quickly? Do it without spoiling it for you. I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I did watch the two Disney premieres of, of the fireworks shows uh, this week that Disney had live streamed them. And I will say, I, I totally agree about the music. Whoever's in charge of putting the music for these things, I don't think gets it. I think part of what made us fall in love with Disney when we first went uh, was listening to the classic scores that inspired the, uh, the parks to begin with. And these scores tend to rely a lot on the current day Disney thing. I mean, if I, I mean, I, I thought Moana was nice, but I don't remember a stitch of that movie. No, no pun intended. Um, but speaking of dad jokes, uh, but I, I really don't remember Moana much other than her running around on the beach. So to hear her song over and over and over again in these parades doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm not a little kid. So I know my little nieces love Moana. So maybe that's for them. And I was also thinking about this another way, too. When we used to go to the parks, classics like Pinocchio and Snow White and Cinderella and all that, that was 30 to 40 years prior to when we went. So if we think back 30 to 40 years, we're back in the time of Alan Menken. There was a heavy reliance on the Hercules theme in here, too, which, you know, by the time Hercules came out, I was on to other things. It, it wasn't, you know, that's not me anymore. But they're relying on that time period everything from alan menken up is what they're relying on which is great i mean i, I love alan menken music but i just think that we needed a little bit more of the classic stuff in both of those fireworks shows but and i, I will say also the uh, the as far as the presentation goes uh, the epcot one impressed me that's something that even though i watched the whole thing on video i would love to see that live it, it looks like it must be so incredible to see to witness how about you, Ron? Have you been keeping up with any of that? I know you you traveled this week, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I traveled, been... so I unfortunately didn't get to see anything. 
um, planning to catch up on on YouTube with some stuff. But I too, I I have never watched the fireworks online. They take away to me, so I kind of wait and see them in person. So I don't mind hearing some spoilers, I guess. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them in person and don't anticipate watching them on video until I get there. I know it's gonna be a while before I get to go to the park, so I know we had to. I had to I had to watch this. No, that's fair. And we're hoping to maybe take a trip as early as this spring. I don't know that that's going to work out, but it would be fun. It's fun to think about. Look, I I don't I don't like to watch stuff online. Now, I watch stuff online all day every day if it's something I've done, if it's something I've experienced. I love watching it so it helps me feel like I'm there when I can't be there. I love watching and reminiscing. I do not watch stuff that I have not been able to experience in, in, in person. So, you know, just for a couple of examples, like Radiator Springs over at Disneyland, California's Adventure. I can't wait to get to California Adventure. I've never been to Disneyland. So I've never watched a video on that. I've heard it's a spectacular attraction. I've never watched a video. When they replaced Reflections of Earth with Epcot Forever, I was devastated about Reflections of Earth, even though it'd been there 20 years. It, it's, I, I mean, I get a tear in my eye every time I watch it. It's just, and it was an amazing show. The, the music was amazing. I didn't watch Epcot Forever. And, and you know, I, I, I regret it now because I was in Disney World in uh, the summer of 2019. Epcot Forever was, had debuted and we said, uh, you know what, or maybe it was when we were there in December, maybe it was when we were there in December, we went there in December of 2019. And I actually had a leg injury at that time, I was walking around with this gigantic knee immobilizer. So we said, you know what, we're going to come back on spring break, let's, uh, let's just go ahead and go home, my knee was bothering me that day. So we didn't watch Epcot forever. And then the pandemic happens and you guys know the craziness that's been going on since then. So I, I missed Epcot forever. So when they, uh, when I realized I was never going to get to see it, I actually did watch that on, on YouTube because I, I knew it was being retired and I would never see it. So I saw Epcot forever. It was pretty good. I liked it. Loved the music because it was throwbacks to all the original Epcot pavilions. So I, I will not watch harmonious or enchantment and because I, I will i will see it when i go there i will say however it it seems to me to the some of the complaints is that just like you know you guys I, I always make the joke about you know olaf is the new character in expedition everest or whatever you know they're it's disney ip all the time that's all yeah. they do they've lost their their creativity in the parks they 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 they're just slamming disney ip in the parks whether it is appropriate for it or not and i think that unfortunately that's what they're doing with with the nighttime spectaculars you know i mean think about the music of reflections of earth mm -hmm. and and even of the the tapestry of dreams and the tapestry of nation parades that were you know around the millennium celebration when reflections of earth debuted that music was groundbreaking. It was, I mean, like nothing you'd ever heard before. And 20 plus years later, I still listen to those. I, I have the CD. I've burned them on to MP3 and stuff. I still listen to that, you know, maybe once or twice a week. I absolutely love that music. 
if I want to listen to the theme from Moana, I'll watch Moana, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I don't really, I don't make the connection to a fireworks show, you know, for let it go. You know, if I want to hear, let it go, I'll go to the frozen sing along over at the Hollywood studios. I, it, it bothers me that there's no more imagination. There's no more original content for the nighttime spectaculars, like with reflections of earth, that show blew me away every time I saw it. And I had a little bit of a disconnect with happily ever after, after wishes, you know, cause wishes was unbelievably good. Yeah. And then happily ever after, the projections projections on the castle. I loved them. Technology is amazing, but it was just, here's the toy story theme. Here's the Moana theme. Here's the monsters Inc theme. Here's the frozen theme and all great songs, but it didn't make me feel anything like wishes or reflections of earth did. But I wonder and, if that's the same for the younger generation that that's intended to, because that's the, those are the movies that they grew up with. Perhaps it touches them that way and doesn't necessarily reach out to us because we're we're not from that era. Maybe, uh, maybe. And maybe I'll feel differently when I see it in person and when I hear it in person. Uh, I hear that Harmonious is, while it is basically just reusing, you know, the themes from like these Disney IPs, I hear that it's in multiple languages. So they tried, they tried to do something. I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's going to say that they tried to tie it in somewhat with, um, with the lands that those movies belong to and the new, the new Epcot layout. I, I think I started to get that idea of that's the story they were trying to tell, but it gets lost because they go off track. I mean, I'm not going to say much more until you actually say, see it in person. But I will have to say, though, I, I appreciate that Disney Parks and the Disney Corporation goes through the trouble of professionally filming these things and capturing it for posterity's sake. And they always have from Walt's day. But the, I'm, I'm really appreciative that they do include the audience in some of these live stream events that you wouldn't necessarily see any other way. It's, it's great to be there for the rededication, for the beginnings of new new projects i love i loved got the opening of galaxy's edge both of them um it was it, it's nice that they're that they're thinking about the audience that might be out there that might not be able to get to the parks that can experience this by watching this absolutely good points jury's still out as far as i'm concerned because i have not watched the video i will not watch the video so next time i go i'll come back and we'll revisit it but at least I'm going to withhold judgment until I see them. But I will say that uh, I am disappointed that it's not the original stuff like, like Reflections of Earth. So that's it for what's happening now in Walt Disney World. So let's move on to our third and final segment that we like to take part in each week. Each week, one of our hosts brings with them a question to ask the other two hosts. Those two hosts don't know the questions ahead of recording and must answer the question on the spot. This week, Ron is taking the helm of the USS What's Your Favorite? <laughs> and he's going to pose that question to me and Tony right now. So, Ron, the show is yours, sir. What is this week's What's Your Favorite? So this week's What's Your Favorite is past and present. So the question is, would you keep this show or would you re bring back this show? And the two shows that I want us to talk about are Tarzan, 
which was in the animal kingdom and replaced by Nemo. And um, Tarzan was there when my family went for the first time and we absolutely loved that show. And we've also seen the Nemo show that is also very special and Dewey's alluded to, to it quite a bit this show um, and it's puppets and it's brought song into the storyline um, and in my opinion done very well. So the question is would you bring Tarzan back or would you keep Nemo which we now know is also being refaced um, this next year? All right that's a great question great question uh, who do you want to go first? Um, Tony, let's have you go first this time. Okay, I think I think maybe should they should combine those rides, make it Tarzan goes to Nemo World or something like that. <laughs> uh, can Tarzan swim? I don't know. I assume he can. Yeah, he can swim. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a that's difficult because I you know I love the Phil Collins music in Tarzan. Uh, I am less of a fan of the of the movie of the music in in the finding nemo thing but i do big blue world is in my head and and the one with the go with the flow with the turtle uh, that scene for me is the only thing i really really love there because i love the character and i love uh, i love the way that scene looks Ooh, oh but as far as spectacle you know you got I'll, I'll put it this way when i was a kid i used to love puppets in fact i, I still kind of walk around and do this sometimes when I see puppets in places, for some reason, I don't really get enjoyment of it. I thought I was going to love the, the Nemo show, but I didn't really. I thought when I went to go see The Lion King on Broadway back in 97, I was all set to see it because they were going to have all these fancy puppets. And as soon as the first puppet came out, I was like, what am I watching? This is ridiculous. This is stupid. So I, I have a problem with puppets for some reason, I, I, especially when you see the, the person underneath doing it. I can't stand that. So I would say... I liked the Tarzan uh, show because of the spectacle. The fact this guy would go up on this thing and swing around and, and it was kind of more dangerous than the, the Nemo thing. But I don't know because, I mean, the Nemo thing had beautiful color. It belongs in Animal Kingdom. It's, it's I don't know. This is a toss-up for me. I, I would say because, because of the theme of Animal Kingdom, I would have to say Nemo belongs there. Nemo belongs there. So I have to vote for Nemo, even though it's not my favorite. All right. So Tony's going with Nemo. I, I don't, I, I guess I'm surprised by that because you, you said Phil Collins and then you yeah. said, so I, I, I completely, I don't like, going the other way. I, I don't like puppetry like that so much, but I think for that part of the park, I think it's a great spectacle. I think it looks beautiful. I think it was colorful and the music is catchy. It stays with you. It's, it, that music was fun, even though I like the music from the movie Tarzan better. Wasn't it, wasn't the show, it was Tarzan Rocks. So wasn't yeah, that the one where they were on, were they roller skates and they stuff? Roller, roller blades. Actually. Roller blades. Yes. Uh, that was, hey, that was awesome. It was. That was high energy. Um, the, you know, and you're right, Tony, the, Phil Collins music is awesome. You know, I mean, you got to love Phil Collins. That dude's great. But, you know, Son of Man. I mean, there's a ton of really good music in Tarzan. Nemo. 
man, that's that's a tough one. Nemo, you know, we are we we it's I don't know how we we foreshadow the questions that are coming. We, I didn't know. But we talked a lot about Nemo and stuff, and then boom, your question is about Nemo. So uh, we're we're on the same wavelength or something somehow with the foreshadowing. But we know that the movie Nemo. Finding you know, Nemo didn't have the music, so it's unique to the the show there in and Animal the, Kingdom. And it was written, I believe, by Robert Gomez, and I can't think of of her name. The the ones who did the music for Frozen, his wife. Oh, really? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know the the composers or the the people that did it. I, I, oh man, I'm gonna go Nemo. I think uh, Tarzan Rocks was excellent, but. I think I'm going to go Nemo. I, I love the the music that was added to it. You know, like I said, it wasn't in the movie. I think it really kind of Disney movies are known for the music. So when Nemo didn't have it, I think it was very, very smart to throw music into it for the show. Uh, I, I like the puppets, the the gigantic crush. that they Yeah, I love out that there. crush. That thing is, I don't know, like 15 feet tall or something. And the 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 voice actor, the one that's doing it is you know, just sitting on the back of Crush. Uh, I think it's very imaginative the way they did it and the way you you almost, you know, you could clearly see a human holding the fish. But I find myself not even looking at the human like I'm watching the, the puppet, you know, uh, I think it's very well done. So although Tarzan Rocks was excellent, uh, the the rollerblade guys and girls and stuff doing all those tricks and the music is great I, I i do think i would keep it the way it is uh i think it, they made a good decision when they replaced tarzan rocks with nemo so for for me i'm going i like the the nemo show i i would keep that so for me um i don't know the music in tarzan is just incredible. Um, Bill Collins, you guys have already alluded to it. It's just really good. Um, we also went to the Broadway um, musical Tarzan and just enjoyed that a ton as well. That being said, though, um, when Tarzan was taken out, the one thing that, though, that Tarzan has that I really liked is that <clears throat> They immerse the audience. Some mm -hmm. it's like um, the rollerbladers definitely um, came down into the audience, right? But it seems like a few of the cast members even stood up outside of the audience when they started singing and just kind of immersed you into the whole event. And then of course, Tarzan would swing over the audience, and it was it was very um, high energy, high everything it just was really well done and and then they replaced it which i really didn't understand why they took it out because you really don't find um a lot of tarzan music and you don't find a lot of tarzan in any other part of the disney parks and then the musical kind of got um it wasn't it didn't last as long as I thought it would last on Broadway. Um, reviewers really didn't like it. They said the set was too green. I'm like, it's a jungle. What do you want? <laughs> um, but they were really excellent. That, in my opinion, was really excellently done as well. I would have went and watched it several more times. 
Um, all that to say that when we went to see Nemo and what they replaced Tarzan with, we were pleasantly surprised. The the puppets we find very um, that and the the talent that Disney always gets. All I've never seen bad talent, um, and they sing well. They they entertain well. Um, I think it's done well. Um, I'm like you, Dewey. I find myself looking at the puppet much more than I look at the human that's controlling the puppet. But it's fun sometimes to look at the human and see how they're interacting and have become that puppet. Um, so I, I too feel like this is a very difficult question, um, because I think they did well when, when they replaced, um, Tarzan with this, with the, with Nemo, but I would really like to see Tarzan come back. So my vote would be Tarzan. Awesome. So sometimes I think Ron just wants to say the opposite of what we say. I think he, <laughs> look, I agree. Tarzan was great. Um, it's, it, it certainly wasn't replaced because it wasn't entertaining. I think they were just doing an update, but again, Hey, refurbished, not replaced. I wouldn't be mad if they had them both there. There's right, you can right. have both just have another theater somewhere. I was but, just, just about to say also the, uh, the, to my correction on the songwriters, it was Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez. And they're the ones who wrote the songs for prose. And they're the ones who did uh, finding me about the musical. Oh, okay. Well, either way it was good. So, all right. That was fun. That is the, the, the end of our third segment. What's your favorite. And that just about does it for this episode of the WDW reflections podcast. Please go and follow us on all of our social media. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at WDW Reflections Podcast and on Twitter at WDW Reflections. This podcast can currently be found and played on the following podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, and Overcast. As we grow, we'll let you know where else we can be found. If you love the show, please leave us some feedback on Apple Podcasts. Those positive feedbacks help the show reach a larger audience and helps us grow. And don't forget, you can always message us from any of those social media accounts, or you can email us at wdwreflectionspodcast at gmail.com. Send us questions, comments, tips for navigating the theme parks, ideas for future podcast topics, or anything else you can think of. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and please keep coming back. See you real soon. <laughs>